Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. On today's episode, we are continuing the expense challenge. By continuing to embrace and dive into the opportunity of peeling back the layers and layers of expenses and finding those opportunities to cut, decrease, and minimize our expenses. These expenses that literally cost you your profitability. We will strategize about what you can do now to improve your profitability. Additionally, we have our first Profit Nation Rockstar Award to give away because this individual personifies Profit First Nation and has a great tip to share with you all. Yes, it may seem hard to believe, but we are on week three of the expense challenge. In week number one, we kicked off the expense challenge by taking a hard look at those personal perk expenses that are thwarting our profitability and making your financials messy and less than ideal in the event you need an exit from your business or want to sell for maximum potential value. So we scrutinized and we got real honest with ourselves. Maybe you were like me and had an Apple Pay account tied to your business debit card that purchased a couple of takeout family meals of late. In week two of the expense challenge, we brainstormed alternatives to your biggest expenses. Now, I know that you can and did invest 11 minutes per day to focus since last week's episode on the high ticket expense category. So hopefully you set a timer for 11 minutes per day and brainstormed on each of the categories and wrote out some action steps to make this expense savings a reality when it comes to the five high ticket expense categories of rent, inventory, equipment, insurance, and auto. Yes, rent is typically the biggest ticket expense. Are you going to cut down on how much space you lease? Are you already looking at co-locating with another business and sublease a portion of their underutilized space or vice versa? Can you find a co-tenant to lease some of your abundance of space that eats into your profitability? Since last week's episode, we heard from one boot camp style gym owner who is looking at ditching their standalone space because their most in-demand classes are their morning classes. So they are going to approach some quote, kid-oriented gyms like karate studios and cheerleading gyms. 
to sublease this kid-oriented gym space for just their 4.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. classes when these kid gyms aren't operating. They figure by ditching their standalone lease and foregoing their lower revenue evening classes, they will decrease their operating expenses by a whopping 50%. Because not only will they not have the standalone rent expense, they also won't be paying to run the AC for their evening classes because they're no longer offered. There is also another win for this entrepreneur because there was a real struggle for them to do both morning and evening classes. But with their existing standalone lease, every penny of revenue helped pay that rent nut and the AC at the cost of a normal life. Just because you run a gym doesn't mean you have to do it like everybody else. Is there a gym law that states you have to offer morning and evening classes? Heck no. And for this Profit First Nation gym owner, who I ended up having a follow-up conversation with for more insight into their brainstorming aha they shared with us. They wish to remain anonymous at this time for strategic reasons, which I respect. But by not offering evening classes, it eliminates the bane of their gym on a few other levels. Their evening patrons are not as loyal and diehard as their morning clients. So there was a much higher churn on their evening clients And that is where their marketing efforts were focused. So guess what? By eliminating their evening classes, they're going to save on marketing too. But the biggest bane was the time commitment. They are so married to their gym, they miss out when life happens too many times. They miss out on her own children's activities, missed dinners with her family, and missed impromptu fun with friends because she had to run her evening classes to help pay her big ticket rent. Wow, how cool is that, my entrepreneurial friends? To my new boot camp style gym owner entrepreneurial friend, you are in the lead for sure on cutting your operating expenses and in turn, totally killing it when it comes to profit first. Thank you for sharing your expense challenge, brainstorming, aha, and being a true profit first nation inspiration. So what are some of your other brainstorms to the other high-ticket OPEX categories like inventory, equipment, insurance, auto? Did you challenge yourself to buy only what you need if you only actually really, really need it in terms of inventory? Did you browse Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, OfferUp, or other online resources for used equipment? Did you make notes in your calendar a good 60 days prior to your business policy renewals so you can challenge your broker to shop your coverage needs? Did you get real honest with yourself on how much your auto expenses are, how much of that auto fuel is personal perk expense, and how much of that fuel expense is 100% compliant with the IRS's rules related to fuel? Keep the feedback coming. Feel free to share your expense challenge brainstorming ahas at ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact us to share your story or aha. And like that, we are here in week three of the expense challenge. We are targeting a minimum of a 10% decrease in operating expenses. After two weeks of cutting personal perk expenses, and finding alternatives to your biggest expenses, 
Are you continuing the march towards 10%? Have you already exceeded 10% in the expense challenge savings? These, my entrepreneurial friends, are profit opportunities. So let's take advantage of each layer. And now, here in week three of the expense challenge, it's time to apply the six times to 10 times plus ROI factor to your marketing expenses. What do we mean by the six times to 10 times plus ROI factor? Well, if you spend $1,000 in marketing on Google AdWords, for example, then my entrepreneurial friend, you need to make sure that that $1,000 on Google AdWords is producing a six times to 10 times plus ROI factor. So that $1,000 on Google AdWords is delivering $6,000 to $10,000 or more in new business. If that $1,000 on Google AdWords is only producing $2,000, then stop. That Google AdWords spend, stat, stop it, stop it, please, please, please stop it. You didn't hit the six times minimum. This is your red flag that this current Google AdWords campaign is not working because it is only producing a two times ROI. And if you have no idea what your Google AdWords is producing in terms of ROI or any other marketing effort you're doing, then that is another reason or red flag to stop that Google AdWords campaign or whatever else you're spending marketing dollars on if you don't know what the return is. In Google AdWords, it is totally possible to hit six times to a 10 times plus ROI factor. In fact, with my preschool clients, yes, in addition to a construction material supply business and a long-term care claims processing company, I also have a preschool consulting business, best-in-class church preschools where I help churches get licensed as a preschool and then support them in their first year of operations to reach their license capacity. I love building businesses with processes and systems that run themselves. I spend about 10 hours per week overseeing the operations of our construction material supply business and our long-term care claims processing company. I spend about 10 hours a week on my preschool clients and another 20 hours per week in Profit First Land, including this podcast, and working one-on-one to help entrepreneurs reverse engineer their business so they can hit their ideal revenue number, and so they can consistently make their target allocation percentages, produce the profit, owner's pay, and tax allocations they have reverse engineered to ensure they are truly profitable and providing the means to commensurate with their desired lifestyle and it's congruent with their real revenue. So for my preschool clients, we do, in fact, use Google AdWords in their first few months of opening because number one, you cannot advertise a new preschool in the state of California until you are licensed. And we open shortly after we are licensed. So Google AdWords gives my preschools a bit of a boost before the search engine optimization or SEO kicks in since these are new websites. In terms of ROI, We do not look at lifetime ROI. We look at current and immediate ROI. We have dialed in that based on the target geographic markets where we have worked with preschool clients, 
our Google AdWords spend produces a 20 times ROI for us. How do we get this? Well, first, we build the tracking of the marketing effort into the business before we spend any dollars on that marketing effort. Yes, I will gladly repeat that. We build the tracking of the marketing effort into the business before we spend any dollars on that marketing effort. So in the preschool world, we book tours of prospective families online using a calendar tool that integrates with their website. Right now, we like using Squarespace for websites and Acuity for the calendar function. When a prospective family books a tour, they fill out a very simple form that captures a few key demographic details. How many children are you looking to enroll? What are their ages? And we ask, how did you hear about our school? And in that, how did you hear about our school? One of the options to select is Google. We look at the tour data on a weekly basis. If we are running Google AdWords, then we expect at least one to two tours a week stating Google as their how did you hear about us source. Then when we enroll the family, we take that monthly enrollment value for the first full tuition month as our revenue number to calculate our ROI. We do not extrapolate out multiple months or calculate the lifetime value of the family. We keep it real simple. And because we keep it real simple, we force ourselves to carefully watch that Google AdWords expense so that it does not go unchecked and that every dollar we spend in Google AdWords for a client is producing a six times to 10 times plus and in our preschool cases, a 20 times plus ROI. Now, here's a story of what happens when Google AdWords goes unchecked and you lose tens of thousands of dollars in profit opportunity. This is actually a true story with two valuable lessons and maybe a few more in there. I was retained by a custom home remodeler slash builder in Southern California to help them reverse engineer their business so they could effectively implement profit first and have a plan to meet their target allocation percentages. First of all, they had a full-time bookkeeper who was paying herself as a contractor. She had also recently managed to create a full-time job for her son in the business as well, wasn't her business, to support the bookkeeping functions charging the company, <clears throat> their client, who was really like her employer, at rates two and a half times what they would have been paid to be a full-time employee with benefits. Additionally, this full-time bookkeeping contractor was not providing financial reporting, not giving a copy of the income statements or balance sheet to the owners because she said they wouldn't understand them. Uh, excuse me? This is where we insert the alarms and warning systems. Danger, danger. And lesson number one, my entrepreneurial friends, whoever does your books has an intrinsic obligation to not only provide you with consistent, accurate financial reports, which at the bare minimum consist of income statements, and their variations of monthly, year-to-date, and comps to prior year, 
as well as your balance sheet. And the individual who handles your books also has the obligation to review your reports with you and make sure that you understand what you are reviewing. Your bookkeeper and accountant should have the heart of a teacher. They should not just be checking the compliance box when it comes to doing your books. They should provide some commentary and meaningful consultation when they provide you with your financial reporting on a monthly basis after the prior month has been reconciled and closed. They can't fix things or change things in your business. Ultimately, as the owner, that is your sole responsibility and really your numero uno job if you expect your company to be permanently profitable. Then you have to proactively monitor, manage, and take action on your company's financials. So when we were able to finally gain access to their QuickBooks and run the reports ourselves and do a bit of drill down digging, they were spending over $2,000 per month on Google AdWords for the current year of reporting year to date. They had spent $46,000 on Google AdWords and were 90% confident when we reviewed their sales pipeline that none of the prospects in their pipeline came to them from online search. Ouch, $46,000 gone because no one was watching the till. And their Google AdWords spend the year prior, about $22,000 and effectively zero return on the investment of those marketing dollars. Problem, their Google AdWords was tragically not being proactively managed or monitored. And another problem was that it was set up as a cash-eating monster, their Google AdWords account. When their Google AdWords account needed to be refreshed with more funds, Google took it upon themselves to help themselves to this client's cash by automatically charging their credit card in that refresh. Ugh, the money was just oozing out in bucketfuls. And worst of all, another problem in this story, the value of the AdWords had risen significantly over time. So what cost them $22,000 the year prior was now costing them $46,000 year to date and producing a zero, zippo, nada, nothing. R-O-I. Not everything is going to work. I have spent money and produced zero results and effectively a zero ROI. But when I spent that money, I was careful to have a way to measure it and minimize the expense. I'll spend $3,000 to figure something out. And if it does not work and I cannot tweak it to produce six times, to 10 times plus ROI, then I kill it and cut the expense that is not producing six times to 10 times plus ROI. So my entrepreneurial friend, what are you currently spending on your marketing efforts? How are you measuring the impact of your marketing efforts? Are you getting a six times to 10 times plus ROI on your marketing expenses? I am a marketer at heart. But today's marketing keeps you on your toes. 
algorithms are constantly changing and a change in algorithm can cost you thousands in profit opportunity if you do not proactively manage and monitor your digital marketing spend. In our businesses, we have dubbed Mondays Metrics Monday. On Mondays, I proactively manage and monitor the metrics in each of our businesses and my clients' businesses. I like Mondays to do this because it allows us to spend the week making improvements and tweaks. And because of the assonance of the letter M, Monday metrics, get it? So of course metrics are made for Mondays. So on Metrics Mondays, I review website traffic reports. I review preschool tour and enrollment reports for the week prior. I review our pipeline reports. I review our digital ad spending. I am such a nerd. I love this stuff. This is a huge part of maximizing the profit opportunity in our businesses. What's working? What is producing the six times to 10 times plus ROI? And what is not working? What expenses need to be cut because they are not producing ROI when it comes to marketing? What do we need to add or tweak to make sure we are hitting our targets? I honestly love Mondays. Of course, I still love Wednesdays the most because Wednesdays are our designated allocation days. But for sure, Monday is my next most favorite day of the week because it's Metrics Monday. When lose, learn. It's the cycle of life and business and sports and love and well, just about everything. You don't always win. And if you lose and learn from that loss, then you have set yourself up for a comeback again and earn yourself a new win. It's constant improvement, continual refinement. You win, you lose, you learn. And it repeats. You win, you lose, you learn. Because if you learn from the loss and take that intel, then you set yourself up for a new win. Every dollar used for an expense is a profit opportunity. So dive into those marketing expenses. Cut, trim, renegotiate. Every dollar you save in expenses increases your profitability. Before we wrap this episode, I would like to award our very first Profit Nation Rockstar Award to Aaron Hendon, Managing Broker with Christine and Company, a five-star real estate broker from Seattle. Aaron's upcoming share relates to a discussion point regarding allocation rhythms from episode five. And when we talked about realtors and other commission-based salespeople, where you do not get paid on a set schedule or your real revenue really fluctuates. Aaron starts off his share letting us know that he actually introduced Profit First to his accountant, who then, he said, got herself certified as a Profit First professional. Well, we are already cut from the same cloth, Aaron, because not only did I become certified because I'm such a nerd, even though I'm not a bookkeeper or accountant, but our accountant also got certified as a Profit First professional too. So in consultations with his now certified Profit First Professional, rather than set up a separate bank account for taxes, which Aaron truthfully shares still presented way too much of a challenge for him to avoid counting as, quote, spendable money. Aaron and his certified Profit First Professional accountant decided on a new hack. Aaron states, quote, 
I'm a realtor and don't get paid on any schedule. So there's no way to schedule really regular tax payments. So what I do is every time I get a commission, I immediately head over to irs.gov and prepay 12%. Instead of saving up quarterly, I just pay per commission check received. The peace of mind is incredible. Not only do I not have to worry about my taxes or the stress of wondering if I've overspent money, this year I got a $2,000 refund. For the record, Aaron additionally notes that we are he's adjusting his prepay, so even that doesn't happen, but you get the point. He gets this. Additionally, as Aaron notes, there's no reason to set up a bank account that holds my money for taxes when the IRS is already willing to accept payments at any time. Aaron concludes his email with, just thought I'd share as it's made a difference for me and for the other realtors I've told. Wow. Yes, Aaron Hendon, Seattle's consecutive five-star real estate agent winner since 2016, you have another award for your mantle. This is Profit First Nation personified, and your share is the reason you are receiving the first Profit First Nation Rockstar Award. And yes, of course, my entrepreneurial friends, There is a physical award that is sent to rock stars like Aaron who are maximizing profit first. So let's wrap. How are you measuring the impact of your marketing efforts? Are you getting a six times to 10 times plus ROI on your marketing expenses? That's your challenge for this week in week three of the expense challenge. I'd love to hear from you. So visit us at profitfirstnation.com and click on contact to share your story with us or your big aha. Additionally, if you would like to work directly with a certified profit-first professional accountant or coach who has the heart of a teacher and will review your financial reporting with you so that you understand them, then head over to ProfitFirstNation.com and again, click on contact where you will be able to connect with a certified profit-first professional And hey, there's even another button there where you can become a certified Profit First professional yourself. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation's website, social media accounts, and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors, should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals.